Shut up and sit down. Hello everyone, I want to welcome you to episode 247 of Third Shift. I am Mr. Eric, the only one, the true Eric. <laughs> yes, the true Eric. Are there many others? Probably. Are they fake? Yes. Will they turn into lizard men eventually and kill all of you and your families? Yes. I won't though. I won't. And you know who else won't? The other guy who's here with me, the Mr. Matt, the inglorious bastard himself, joining us today on this wonderful episode as he does almost now yeah, 99% of the time it's like 99.99% of the time <laughs> hey you missed like four episodes in a row once you know i missed one it was, I sent it in was like, stuff it from was the like, other one it was like two or three i no, thought you were coming back i was like it man, was not two or three i think he's gone he's gone i think i got to do the show myself i'm scared Oh. It was I didn't I didn't join in live for two in a row, but mm-hmm. the other one I at least sent in. Hey, it's Matt's travelogue from Arizona, and then the next week I just went screw this. Sorry, can't do it. I'm going out and whatever. Busy. Bye bye. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Well, who's here we are, episode two hundred forty-seven, working our way up, doing what we got to do. The inglorious bastard, Mister Matt, is here with us today to have a fun little episode. It's a weird episode once again because I am going to visit family this weekend. So we had to record a little bit earlier than we normally would, so we don't get all the usual hoo-hahs and wee-wangs that you do expect from us. But before we talk about what woo-hahs and ding-dangs we got... No, no, you can't change it. I'm going to tell you all the wee-wangs that's been going on today. What kind of wig-wangs you got going, Matt? What kind of wig-wangs happening? Uh... I feel like I do this intro every single time that you open the show, but I did not want to do the show today. The past two days of work have just been miserable. I'm just like, geez, oh, Pete's. Every time I go home, it's like, Ugh. And then you texted me, all right, all right, all right. And I went, oh, boy, it's time, it's time for the show, hey, everybody. It's me, Matt. This is how I leave work every single day. This, this is it. But I'm back in it. I'm hyped. I'm pumped. I'm telling you all the wee wangs that I did this week. Oh, I didn't even write this wee wang in the show notes. I went and saw another movie over the weekend. Went and saw the Angelina Jolie movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Those Who Wish the, Me Dead. Yeah, and then she's going crazy killing people. I'm not going to spoil anything. Oh. She's like protecting a kid yeah. from bad people. Naturally. Mama protection. And literally the only thing that I knew about... That going in was Angelina Jolie's in it. There's a kid. There's fire. And Littlefinger from Game of Thrones is the bad guy. Oh, really? Yeah. And so it was interesting, though, because I was sitting there watching it. And this is the first time this has ever happened to me, especially not knowing the movie or anything about it. I sat there. And like after 15 minutes, I was like, this is based on a book. I know it is. I can feel it. Something about this movie and like the story and the way people are... I don't know what it was about it, but I was just like, this is a book. I know it's a book. Afterwards, go on the Google machine. Yep, based on a book by whoever. And I went, I don't know why. I don't know why, but it just, it was such a weird experience. I had to say it on the podcast. That was one of the wee wangs. I saw the movie. You just knew it was a book. I enjoyed it, but I was just sitting there and for the first time ever. I've seen so many movies based off of books, based off of this and that and the other thing. And I was just sitting there and I was like, and it just hit me right in the face. There's a smack right there. There's a smack on the audio for you. Just... This is a book. I, somebody wrote this. I can feel it. I just, just mm, felt like a book. And it was. And that's great. And I don't know why I thought that was cool. 
But like I said, it was the first time that's ever happened. And I was just like, hmm, weird. Anyway, what's not weird <laughs> is playing video games. Because <laughs> I played Animal Crossing New Horizons like I always do. I don't think anything new has happened in that game that I've done. But it's a fun game to play every single day. And then, oh boy, Mass Effect Andromeda. I finally beat it this week after so many weeks of playing that game. That game, I can't say, I'm not going to say it's like perfect, like best game ever. But that game is great. It's going to sound weird when I say this. Like the story is not that great. The opening is very rough because you, you're trying to like figure out what you're doing in this game and getting introduced to these characters and they don't have good intros. But once you build this little family on your ship, once you go on missions with these characters, you hear their banter back and forth as you're going through the missions. They don't do a lot of talking like during the missions, but once you spend time with them and do their loyalty missions and stuff, it feels not like Mass Effect, but like a really freaking great game that's fun to play. The powers are all super fun, the way they come together. I just love the way my character like grew over time. It's like I started off with these three abilities, and I was like, this is going to be what I do. And then I unlocked a cool robot dude that came with me, and I went, okay, I'm replacing that ability with this dude, because that's awesome. I love pets. And then I went, hmm, I can also unlock this cool tactical cloak, and then go invisible, and then go wreck stuff for real, for real. Oh, that's cool. Started doing that. And then went, hmm, instead of just throwing out a little throw and bumping people off to the side... Maybe I'll put on the biotic charge. Maybe instead of having my like assault rifle and going medium to long range all the time, now that it's late game and I'm starting to get real strong, I'm going to go in, charge in with old Papa Shotgun, which I literally crafted and named Papa Shotgun, and start wrecking face. And that's what I did for the end game. I was an unstoppable monster who had just gone on like... like I mean, I guess it was in narrative, but then gameplay-wise, just like this growth. I went from, I'm kind of scared, hiding behind stuff and throwing out powers to... I'm rushing in, I'm punching you in the face, I'm the best, I'm beating the bad guy, I'm bringing peace to this sector of the galaxy, I'm doing all the good stuff. Man, it was really good. And I will say the last bit of the story, there's something with your, I'm not going to spoil too much of it, but you have a brother or sister in the game. There's something cool that happens with that person, and I went, this is a really awesome segment, and that kind of cascaded out to the end. Mwah! Great game. I'm sad that everybody hated on it. I'm sad that we hated on it. On IG2G way back in the day. I feel bad about it. For perpetuating the narrative, which is something we always talk about not doing ever. But it was just great. Just a fun time. And then after that, I went, gee, what do I do now? I don't even know. I got so many games in the backlog. What should I do? And I was like, you know what? Something that's not going to take up a lot of time. I can do a few runs in it, have some fun. It's not a big commitment. Jumped into Returnal again, and I got bad at that game while I was away. I died so many times, and then I found my groove, and I started doing stuff. And I, you know, I haven't progressed like a lot since I streamed it, but it's just fun to dive back into that. Remember all the mechanics. I'm starting to unlock the new, uh, the little features on the guns because the more you use them, the more you unlock certain secondary fires and alternate abilities and things. And then I did this right before I stopped playing it, but I also jumped into one of the daily challenges, which are freaking amazing. Like, you know, you get one run at it, you get a high score, and you get ranked, you know, across the leaderboard. But whenever I think of a daily challenge, I think of, like, Spelunky, where it's just, have a run at the dungeon. Oh, you died two seconds in? Pfft, whatever, idiot. But both times that I've done a Returnal daily challenge, they give you, like, the best weapons in the whole game. Like, the first one I did, it was like a homing rocket launcher, where I was just like, foom, 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 enemies just... It was great. It felt like, you know, the one-man power trip, just rolling through, 
you know, that first level, mm. and, you know, you get to the end and that's when your score stops. I was like, that's awesome. It's just so cool. And then this time I went through and it's like, it's not the same thing, but it was a, you know, instead of an assault rifle, it'd be like if you had like a Gatling gun's worth of power, but it was an assault rifle and just shooting out these big old balls of energy. You felt, it felt like you were one of the enemies, you know, shooting yeah, out the, the big, big old wobbly balls that go all over the place. Yeah, big old trail of stuff. And then they exploded all huge whenever they hit anything. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And another thing I found out, and I don't know if they implemented this while I was gone or it was always there, but I needed to do a few runs to unlock it. Now you can see, like, the ghosts of fallen players. You would see, like, their last five seconds of life. And that is also kind of in the daily challenges, too. So I was running around, having a blast, blowing up enemies, no sweat, no problems, no nothing, because I got this badass gun, and, you know, I'm pretty good at video games. And I'm going through all these little areas. Dead player, dead player, dead player, dead player, dead player, dead player, dead player. I mean, the point of the daily challenges is everybody gets this set of equipment or modifiers or this and that, and you have one run through the stage. You have one of the best weapons in the game, and you died three rooms in? Do you even know how to play video games? Like, (laughs) I couldn't believe it. Like, at the end, you know, I was getting to the end rooms where the mini boss is right around the corner, so it's been a slog. I got there, I see this dude dead on the ground, I look down, his score is like half of what mine was. Did you even shoot anything? What are you do? What are these people doing? I'm not going to say I was ranked number one in the world because I was like 175 out of the 15,000 that were on the list. So I was still way up there. But I was just like, this this is like the, the most, the easiest, most fun version of Returnal you could ever have. You have the best weapon in the whole game. And you couldn't make it? With basic enemies? Don't be What's a, happening? You, elite, you elitist. You're a nasty elitist. Get out of I'm here. I'm sorry I'm so good at stuff. I'm oh, sorry I'm the geez. best. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and then speaking of being the best and being an elitist snob pig, I also went, man, I need something on my Xbox. That You know, Mass Effect Andromeda was my Games Pass game. And I went on there and I was like, I need something light, something fun, something I could just dork around in for here and there, you know. So I downloaded Monster Train again, which I played like on Christmas Day last year. And I did the one run of it, and I almost beat it on that first run. And I went, I don't know that I'll ever play this again. And I went, you know what? I don't care how easy it is. I'll download it. I'll just have some fun with it. And I downloaded it, and I beat it the very first run I did. And I went, just, <laughs> it's just too easy. It's just too easy. Now, granted, each run you roll you know, different stats and different, different things that happen on your train. Like this one, all the train steward characters you know got a super buff for health and this and that and the other thing but it was such it was so easy i went through just not even breaking a sweat I, characters hardly even died and you know not like it matters they're just cards and you play them you know kind of uh, hearthstone style mm-hmm. get your mana you play your cards that turn you watch the tower defense thing play out but it was simple it was gosh jeepers it was so easy and it felt really good but then i watched you know you get to the end it's like hey you did it hooray now you unlocked hard modifiers and i went but I just beat it. Man, I just... It was weird, because it felt good, and it was exactly what I wanted. I wanted something easy, and run through it, no sweat, no problems, no fuss, don't worry about it. But when I did it, I went, I was so unfulfilled by that. I need I need something else. But it's so it's a weird game. I like it. 
I love all the concepts of it. They're awesome. You know, building your characters, like the way you can spend in-game currency to upgrade your characters, the fun things you can do with that, and then synergizing this unit with this unit, maybe put them on the top floor so they have enough turns to when this unit adds armor after every turn. By the time everything gets up there, nobody's touching you. This guy's buffing up every turn. So stuff really interplays really well and works with each other, and it has everything that I like in video games, pulling all the little strings but it's just too easy. It's just, it's weird. It makes me sad because I want to love it, but I just don't love it. Mm. And it's just, it's so weird. I don't know. But hey, that's what I did this week. And it feels good to play video games and have fun. Even if it's unfulfilling fun, I don't care. I played hey, video games and I had fun. a great week. That's right. Goddamn right. Man. So what about you, Eric? Did you have fun? Was fun fun? I had fun. I did have fun. All right. I've been picking away at Near Replicant. Just kind of moseying my way on through that, knowing that I'm doomed about four playthroughs of this game. So I'm just like, well, I guess I guess this will kind of be my side my side job for a while. I'll just kind of go rock and roll, do a few quests, call it a day, do a few quests, call it a day. So that's what's been going on with Near Replicant. I do love that story and I love the characters, but right now I'm just doing a whole bunch of like really weird side stuff and then like trying to like search out and find more side stuff so I can get as much as I can done in the first playthrough. So in the you know the subsequent playthroughs, I can do less of the side stuff and just focus more on the main story since I've already completed objectives, gotten the you know the extra weapons and everything that's entailed to get you know the trophies and stuff. Because I figure I'm not gonna get the platinum here. I'm not really trying to get the platinum, but I want to be a solid player. You know, when I finish, I want to be like, oh, you completed 89% of the trophies. That's good enough for me. You know, I did uh, those other, that, that little extra, uh, just forget about it. It's fine. You could tell I played this game. You could tell I worked hard in this game. And that's good enough for me. Because I don't, I don't want to guide this one up, man. I don't want to do it. I don't yeah. want to go on there and be like, oh, okay, stop. Trophy, trophy time. I'm in the same boat with Mass Effect Andromeda. Like, I got a bunch of trophies, and I could go back and do all the stuff, but I don't really want to. But, like, when you look at the list, and you're, like, 85 90% of yeah, the way through. Yeah, I know. It's tempting. I just get that itch, and it's like, what? Oh, gosh, yeah. About four I don't want to do it, but I might as well do it. Yeah. Well, and in some games, that's it's doable. I've done it. I've done it where I come through, and I'm, like, 80 85 90%, and I go... Well, I mean, for God's sake, just go in, spend an extra four hours, and you'll get the mm -hmm. new platinum. But with Near Replicant, you can't. That's not the way this works. Near Replicant, if you don't pull up the trophy guide and know which playthrough you've got to do what, which character you have to do what on playthrough one, two, three, four, five, or whatever, you're not going to get it. So unless you do the trophy freaking thing, you're not going to get the platinum in Near Replicant. You're not. I don't care what anybody tells you. You're not. You're not some kind of god. You don't know exactly what you're supposed to do in every scenario and every situation to get every trophy for everything on all four or five playthroughs. You're stupid if you think you can. And that's true, because I did pull up the trophy list after that last Saturday that I had a bunch of fun with it, and I was like, what kind of trophies are here? And it was all stuff I did not even understand anything about yet. So when I find it, I'm going to be like, oh, this is the trophy for the... How do I do... Uh, 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 I screwed it up. Oh, Jesus, yeah. So I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to enjoy the damn game. So that's a side thing, though. I'm going to put that on the sideboard for now, just because, you know, we got game after game coming out. And in the meantime, I was like, well, I should play and finish Resident Evil 8. Well, then I went camping. 
And I got to the campgrounds, got everything hooked up, had to play offline. I was like, that's fine. Resident Evil 8's not online only. Hey, you're locked out of your account because me and my brother, we share our accounts. So that we both get each, get, he gets my games, I get his games. It's a great thing. However, the PlayStation 5 system's all whack-jobbed out, so you got to do a bunch of extra steps to make sure that you can still play your own games, even if you're not on that. It didn't work out. I couldn't play any of my own games. Guess what one of my own games was? Resident Evil 8. All right, fine. What game can I play? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I can play Spider-Man. I don't really like Spider-Man. Not my, my jam. I didn't really enjoy it when I played it for a couple hours before. Well, guess what, buddy? You got four days of playing nothing but Spider-Man if that's what you want to play. <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to give it a shot, aren't I? <laughs> and sure enough, I enjoyed it. it was, it's fine. It's a good game. I have fun. There's that little itch there that gets you when the when the world opens up and you can all of a sudden you're starting to hop around. Hey, look, here's all these side quests. Hey, look, here's all these side quests. Look, all these ones. And all of a sudden I just go... Hey, I can just go do all these things. Wow. I'm just going to zoom around on my little spider webs. Wee! And then you're just flying through the town, finding the backpacks, getting rid of the burglars and all the little baddies doing their little subsequent bad things that they do, you know. And I was like, okay, I can do this. Yeah, man, drink a cold beer, play this. Well, I'm just hopping around. All of a sudden, level up, level up, level up. I feel like back in the day, we would have loved that stuff. But then not too long ago, you and I would have said, oh, man, go get all the collectibles. That's stupid. I hate doing that. But, like, I just had the same bit with, you know, Miles Morales to a much lesser extent. And then a lot of the games I've been playing is Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, go scan some rocks on every Uh single planet. Oh, well, there's a quest marker for it. I think I'm just going to go do that. Like you said, I'm going to put on some tunes mm-hmm. on here. And if I hit a story bit, I'm going to turn the tunes turn down tunes and listen down. to the story. But otherwise, I'm cruising over dunes. I'm just like, I'm going to go do that random thing over there. Scan 16 rocks on this planet. Hell yeah, I'm going to do it. It's so weird. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have done it like two years ago. I'm like, That's stupid. Pfft. What a dumb quest. Well, I'm wasting my time with this. Nope, not going to happen. And you're right. I was just like, well, sure. Music. Bloop. All right, we hours and hours later, I've leveled up like three or four times, not doing a single actual real event in the game at all, and I'm like, yeah, this game's all right, it's just fine, it's fun. But of course, coming back from the campground, I went, yeah, that was fun, but that is not what I want to do in my prime time. That's not my prime time game. So I went, that's great, and I intend to beat it, because as I told you, I've already put many hours into it over the four days, and I went, well... I'm having a good time. I'm leveling up. I'm becoming a strong Spider-Man. I'm enjoying the fact that when you're in the groove in that game, you can just smoke baddies. You're over there in these giant five, six wave fights, but you, as long as you keep in the groove and make sure you're responding to your Spidey sense, you can just pop, 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 pop. You're constantly countering, constantly flipping, constantly avoiding attacks. You feel like you're a badass. You know you are a badass, and you're killing these dudes no problem. But as I always say... If you're not in a groove, man, it just sucks. That game is just a hot garbage pile of just trash. You got to throw it away because you're just getting smoked. And you're like missing your freaking cues, doing all the wrong things, getting hit over and over. And you're like, oh, this this game's dumb. I don't want to play. So you definitely got to make sure that you want to play the game and you're focusing or just in in the groove, whatever you want to call it, and in it. And then it's, then it's okay. But, man couple times when I played over the weekend, 
I was just not, I wasn't fitting in. I just couldn't do it. I was just like, oh my God, I'm just getting smashed here. And that's when I would be like, all right, fine. I'm just going to go collect up the backpacks. I ain't fighting nobody right now. And then an hour later, all of a sudden, I'm able to go into a fight and smoke people. It was just, it's just really weird. I don't know. It is weird how many games are like that, where it's just, if, you, if you're if you in that mode, you don't even think about like pressing the counter button. Like I did that with the Arkham games back in the day, doing the combat challenges. And there were some days when I didn't even need to think, oh, use all the gadgets? I'm doing that already. Counter everything, don't get hit ever. I'm just doing that. It's just flows i'm just like water the whole time and then there's some days where it's like well you know what i'm missing that third star on that combat challenge that says like do a flippy do all right i'm gonna get in there ah oh i can't i can't do anything mm-hmm. it's just it's crazy how i think it's just that combat system especially lends itself to that but how many games there are was just you have to just be dialed in and it doesn't even make sense because you're still trying hard when you're not dialed in, but it just isn't there. It's just no, it's not cross clicking. purposes. Yep. And then you're getting smoked and then you get aggravated and it all goes downhill. Everything goes sour. So I did that. And then lastly, of course, I've been playing Resident Evil 8. Before I went camping, I was playing Resident Evil 8, taking in my time, handling business, trying to not, once again, not get the platinum, but get a significant amount of side stuff done so that way I could feel happy with the outcome of my game and how it all went down. Got back from camping, and here we are today. I can say I beat Resident Evil 8. It was a good game, a great game, in fact. And there's more I want to talk about, but obviously Matt's playing. He hasn't finished yet, so I don't want to be like, oh, hey, this part was really weird, that part's crazy, so I can't do any kind of spoilers or even allude to really much of anything because Matt's pretty much still in the beginning of the game. I'll talk more about it on the, you know, what you're playing third shift. But for now, let me just say, I beat it. I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. I liked where, you know, pretty much everybody ended up. I loved some of the last sequences. Uh, they did uh, they did the cool typical game thing where you get to take the role of somebody else and do some cool shit, and it was fun. You know, and I enjoyed it. I was like, yeah, this is on, I'm on board with this. And then I realized, even though I was worried because I was in the one of the last areas and running out of ammunition, which I talked about last time. I smoked it all. Just smoked it all. And I was like, okay. Eh, I shouldn't even worried about it. I mean, and then when I beat the game, I realized I still had, like, I was looking at other people playing, and they were coming down to the wire. You know what I mean? Like, the last of their ammo. I had, like, seven, eight mines left, pipe bombs left over, and I'm like, I, I wasn't even, that. I was never in danger of, not finishing or winning this but it was still fun it still felt cool it still felt epic it still felt like a good time and i I enjoyed the hell out of it and like i said maybe i'll go into a little bit of spoilers but not many because matt hasn't beat it yet or even got really too far especially i want to get to the matt's next area it'll be great it'll be fun anyways i did it i beat it i'm happy i'm moving on Woo! what am i gonna do next hey maybe some bio mutant who knows we'll see the future See, you've given me so many good segue setups. Like, right after you talked about Near Replicant, you said something like, oh, man, I think it's going to be really cool and fun. And I was going to be like, you know what would be really cool and fun mm-hmm. is Scarlet Nexus, because I played the demo of it over this past week. And that's that's my release for this week, because the Scarlet Nexus demo was out. You get to play through it two different times with each of the characters. This is a game, I've said it before on Third Shift, I've said it off air, I've said it on Twitter probably, this is a game that's been on my radar forever, but then I keep losing track of it, 
And then like they'll show a little five second teaser and I go, oh yeah, it's that game. Now it's right around the corner. But I've also went into media blackout on this. I don't know too much about the story. All I know is you can play as the two different characters, the male character Yuito and the female character Kasane. And you don't know much in the demo. You're like new recruits to this big special force that has psychokinesis powers and they fight these weird monsters in destroyed cities. That's all you need to know, especially for the demo. You jump in, you pick one of your two characters. Yuito is kind of that... I wouldn't say generic, but like that typical anime protagonist. He's eager, he's ready to be there. And I feel like from watching it, his surrounding crew is that typical type too. Where it's kind of like, oh hey, I'm the big, I'm the big tough guy, and I'm the young kid who can who has like mind abilities, and I'm the I'm the kind of a go get 'em commander. Whereas you play as Kasane, she's more stoic, you know, the typical stoic anime female. But I feel like her surrounding characters are also a little more interesting. You have a guy who wants to be in her spot and is jealous of her and he's got cool electrical powers. You have these other characters around her that are a little more mysterious or a little more vague. They're not so much like, cheery, we're going to go on an adventure and we're going to team up and have a great time. But what I know is in this game, their paths cross a lot. Mm -hmm. And from the demo itself, your story is the same. You're on your first mission, you're going through a place, but both places are completely different. The characters you have with you are completely different. All their powers that you can use are completely different. So I don't know if this is the way it's going to be in the main game, like one A path, one B path, and then maybe they intersect at some point, or you can choose, or if they're all in a big group and you can choose your side characters. What's really cool about the demo and that really hooked me is just the combat. It's so fun and action-packed and stylish. It put me in the mind of like a Platinum Games title, like something like a Bayonetta or a... Mm, yeah, some Bayonetta. Mm. And with the Destroyed Cities, it put me totally in near Automata World because you have these weird powers, you have these swords and doing cool things flying around in a destroyed city. It was beautiful. But you play as Yuito, he's got a sword, he's kind of that more typical spectacle action fighter, big flashy combos. But the other fun thing about the combat is you can use your psychokinesis to like telekinetically grab stuff and throw it at the enemies too. And it works really well because you'll be doing, you know, an XXY, you know, sword combo. They use the psychokinesis. I keep saying that because that's the term in the game. Mm-hmm. For Yuito, he'll like leap back a little bit and it'll grab it and swing the thing at the enemy and then you could follow up with an attack. So when I'm playing as him, it feels fast. It feels fluid. It felt really natural. It just felt right. When I played as him, I was like, I need to buy this game. But you can also play as Kasane, who has more distance type approach. She throws knives. She kind of plays like a, a certain type of Dynasty Warriors character that has ranged attacks. And I feel like she has the better powers. Because in addition to your own attacks, your own abilities, your own psychokinesis, you have three other team members kind of with you as backup. And you can borrow their powers to enhance your attacks. When you're playing as Yuito, there's a fire dude. There's one who helps you react faster, so you do a perfect dodge and counterattack. Then the other guy lets you completely shield from one attack. It's the big, you know, strong Mm -hmm. muscle dude. Whereas you play as Kasane, I feel like her powers are even cooler. Because you get electricity powers, which is kind of like the fire powers, but a lot flashier. Because her attacks go a big distance, and it looks really cool. It looks really awesome. Then you get hyper movement so it slows down time so you can rack up a huge combo all this flashy stuff be throwing stuff in be doing the big giant waves of stuff while the enemies are going blowing around it's great and the other one you can just turn invisible you just run around get critical attacks oh man it's too rough whoop invisibility i'm out 
while I'm invisible, I'm going to get the electricity up, I'm going to get the hyper movement up. Here I come. Wreck stuff. It's hard to describe how cool this game is in words. You got to play it. You got to see it in action. It looks so cool. When you get the enemies down to low health, sometimes you do a critical hit and it pops up like a little weak spot. You hit a prompt and then you go into a little cut scene of you just completely wrecking them. Especially when you're playing Yuito, you're doing that fast action combat anyway. You see that prompt pop up and he just, whoosh, boom, this big flashy move, blow stuff up. You can also have other characters like tag in for big flashy moves too. It's just beautiful. I love it. I'm going to love this game. I don't know anything about it other than it's really cool and really fun. And the demo plays great. You got to play the demo. It's awesome. I'm telling you, I was so sad. The demo came along and I've got Games Pass on the PC, of course. And I went, oh, yeah, here we go. And then it gives you the problem. It says, hey, download. I got an email and everything. Download Scarlet Nexus demo. I'm like, yep, doing that. Click clack, and it goes. Hey, we don't, we can't, we don't see no Xbox One on your in your stuff. And I went, no, I got Game Pass on the PC, brother. Hey, no, 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 it's for Xbox only. Oh no, mm-hmm. did PlayStation get their demo? Nope, nope, they didn't. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. I'm sure it'll come eventually. But I was so sad. I have, I, I was so excited when I saw the email come through. I clicked immediately. I thought I was going in there. And I just didn't get to do it, you know? And it hurts my soul. It hurts my feelings. It should hurt your soul because it was so fun and so good. Just the way that the enemies, you need to use the certain powers on the certain enemies to, like, break them down, break their armor, get the weak spots, or even just to even see them. You have to go invisible to hunt the invisible enemies. You have to use the kid's clairvoyance ability to be able to counterattack these other enemies that are, like, whip-quick. So you use this clairvoyance and they kind of like slow down a little bit for their attack. So you dodge them and then you counter them and then they, oh, critical hit. I fall over. You can whack them with all the good stuff. The other thing I love too, the different environments, because when you're using psychokinesis, it's literally pulling stuff from the environment. And sometimes it's like, you know, cement barricades. Sometimes it's a car. You do those with the pull of the right trigger, but there's some things you pull with the left trigger. It's like a, a longer pull because you're you're pulling like a like a telephone pole or something Mm -hmm. out of the ground and it'll come over and it'll hit the enemy and then there'll be not a quick time event but like a button prompt that you got to do so like with the telephone pole it comes and whoops across and hits everything all in a line and then your other button prompt is to bring it back like you whoosh analog stick to the left and whoosh it comes right back brings it back smashes them or there's another one where I think it's like a washing machine. You pull out of a wall, it hits the enemy in the back and splits into two, and then your prompt is to push your analog sticks together to just, boom, bring them back in a big old explosion. It feels great every single time. It's big, it's flashy, just like the execution attacks that you can do to these enemies. It's so great and so cool. I can't wait for this game now. I I told Eric off-air I really hoped the demo would be bad so I wouldn't have to buy another game already in this big, tight window. But I have to get Scarlet Nexus. If you like flashy action games, if you like anything that's cool and you have access to the Xbox, download the demo because it's great. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry, but at least it's just the demo and you're trying it out. But man, this game is for me. I hope it's for you. Scarlet Nexus, baby. I can't wait. (laughs) Now, you don't have to wait long for this release because guess what? It is out currently May 25th for the Windows, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and the, I don't know, I think the PlayStation 5 official versions and all that are coming later, which 
has me bent because I want to play this game, but I'm like, man, I got a PlayStation 5. I want to play the PlayStation 5 version. So I got to look into that, see if that is out or if it's to be, you know, to be announced coming out later. We'll see. And who's Biomutant, everybody, published by THQ Nordic. You know, that crazy weird group that got absorbed into the bigger group and now it's part of this Embracer thing and everyone's going crazy. You know what I mean? Who knows what's going on? But a smaller group within THQ Nordic is the one who developed it, which is Experiment 101. If you don't know who they are, they used to work on the Just Cause games, branched off, did their own thing, and this is what they've created. The big talking point is like, it's like 20 people created this game. Took them years and years. It got delayed and delayed. It got shown over and over again. So it's had a kind of a tumultuous uh, development cycle, but it's finally here. All right. And I didn't really pay too much attention to this game. I was like, yeah, this one I'll probably let slide. Just go kind of by the wayside. But then it came out, or at least the the previews and the reviews started to pop. And I went, all right, what the hell is everybody talking about? So I started watching. I went, oh my gosh, this looks great. This looks great. It's that perfect action RPG third-person game. You're this weird little rodent creature. Apparently, the apocalypse has come. Mankind's been completely wiped out due to their own stupidity or whatever. And then with the radiation and everything else involved, these rodents and other animals evolved and became smarter and rose up, except for the fact that we'd already destroyed everything and the, the, the world as it is is cycling into decay and ruin no matter what. You got to go ahead and start restoring these life trees to bring everything back into harmony. Otherwise, it's the end of the world as we know it. There you go. It's kind of a generic story, but still really cool and unique in the sense that you're not a human. You're actually these evolved animals due to the radiation and other things. And on top of it all, as I said, action RPG you choose your character. You choose what kind of build you want. You can go with uh, guns blazing. You can go melee using swords. You can go with psionic abilities where you're, you know, you're all the mage type thing going on. And then there's a couple characters that have like combinations of those in going. So you'll pick a character. You'll pick the build. You'll go further into your genetics tree, and you'll kind of go into like, what do you want? More intellect, more strength, more agility, more luck, etc. Constitution, that kind of thing. And then of course coloration. You walk into the world, and guess what? All that gives you your base stats. However, through the course of the game, you get to decide what you level up. Your intellect, your strength, all that, through leveling up and doing what you got to do. So you can build the character you want no matter what you originally chose. All right? And a lot of uh, a lot of people have been asking about that, and so I wanted to make sure I mention it here. If you want to be like a cool little weird little mouse-looking character, but it's all about psionics or something and you didn't really want to go psionics, well, from what I've heard, don't worry about it. Because as the course of the game progresses, regardless of those base stats, you can adjust your character and become whatever you want to. You don't have to worry about it. So just do what you want, be what you want, go out into this open world, there's tribes all over the place, and you can affiliate yourselves with them, or you can war with them and get rid of them. Through doing that, you'll get new abilities, you'll get new weapons, all sorts of cool stuff level up along the way, obviously. And you have like a good and bad tree, so it, the morals type of thing comes into effect. I hear it's not a big deal, it doesn't really affect too much. But you can go the good path, bad path, you can save the life tree, you can destroy the life tree, you can war with all the tribes, you can join forces with the tribes and try to merge them all together. These are the choices that come to you as you play. You can be kind of what you want to be. And even though it doesn't mean much at the end, it's still fun to do, I think, in my own opinion. It's still it's still a good time. The graphics are pretty damn good. I don't know. I enjoy them. 
depending on what review you read, depends on what people say, though. And that's what that's the crux of this game, though, is the reviews are everywhere. They're all over the place. All over the place. User reviews, streamer reviews, actual, you know, the IGNs, Game Informers of the World, flipping just all the way up, all the way down, in the middle. I'm like, where and what in the hell is going on with this game and the way it's being talked about and reviewed? I told you this off air, but I went on Twitter. And I was under the trending thing. I'm like, oh, Biomutant. Click. Let me see what people are saying about it. First tweet. This game is hot garbage. I can't believe I wasted money on it. Second tweet. I'm having a blast with Biomutant. It's super great. Third tweet. A guy showing the 60% Metacritic score at the time. I don't know why I got hyped for this game. Lols. Second tweet, person showing the 60% Metacritic score. This is unfair. This game's amazing. It's awesome. Literally all humans are divided on this game. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand it. All I know is that it looked cool to me. I was like, do I want to go into this giant open world where I'm this cool little rodent creature that I get to have two swords in my hands or, or freaking double wielding some you know pistols or whatever? Yeah, that sounds cool. Do I want some cool psionic abilities where I'm freaking flinging out ice cold attacks or lightning bolts and stuff? Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, the creatures. Oh, guess what? They all look really unique and really cool. That seems like a lot of fun. The environments. Very cool, very open world, just vibrant color everywhere in this game. All that looks nice. All that looks cool. The only thing I will say on my own before I end this whole thing is I do not like the fact that uh, all the other creatures, they talk in the old school rare form. And then the narrator tells you, interprets what they said, doesn't tell you what they said, interprets it. So you get like, oh, what they're saying to you is that you should probably da 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 And I'm like, I don't really like that that much. I would rather it have been direct translation. If I'm a rodent talking to a rodent, obviously I understand rodent speak, right? I mean, shouldn't I just be able to talk to the character and just... Hey, I'm Roseanne the mouse, and I don't want to go do the thing. Oh, cool. I don't... I don't it is weird to me, the whole narration thing, but I'm still on board. you got to think, this is a team of 20 people. I know. Who are the voice actors they're going to be able to get? They're going to be able to get pay? one yeah. mm-hmm. who's going to be a good narrator. If you get Sally and her cousin and Doug and Steve from down the block, I feel like that's a wise decision based on what could happen if you went the other way. Mm-hmm. And, of course, with the team they had and with everything, the budget they had, I'm sure they did what they had to do to make sure the game came out and worked. And thus far, it looks promising to me. I've told you guys all about it. I recommend you go check it out. Watch some gameplay. Make sure, as we just said, you go around and check out a lot of different opinions and a lot of different views because this game is everywhere. It's all over the place. And I guess you got to find who you enjoy and who you kind of sync with and their opinions and maybe go off that if there's something you might want to check out. But for me... It's definitely in my wheelhouse. It's probably something I'm going to pick up tonight, as a matter of fact. So check it out. Biomune. It's out now. Ready to rock and roll. And we kind of teased it earlier, but there's not much going on. We're doing the show early. There's not much in Gearbox land other than, I will drop this in, we talked all about the rumors of the new Gearbox game coming out by the end of 2022. I saw, after we recorded the show, Randy Pitchford like retweeted with like two eyeballs, an article talking all about it. And then someone replied to him saying, what, a new game so soon? And he retweeted that by saying, after so many years of development? So yeah, it's totally coming out. It's totally going to be Brothers in Arms. Come on. Mm-hmm. It has to be. It has to be. Because as we joked, and no, this game's been in development for a long time. Mm. A long time. 
Okay? It's happening. <sighs> Finally. We're going to see some Brothers in Arms either at the E3 or the uh, or at the Gummer Gamer Summer Gummer event or whatever that thing Jeff Kioff Coley is doing, whatever his name is. Jeez. And also, also because I saw today Randy Pitchford, maybe this is just serendipity, but he retweeted an article and it was like the top 20 World War II games of all time. And he went, hmm, number one is Brothers in Arms? Wow. Or something like that. Oh, yeah. that's. And I went, come on, baby. You got, you got, that's got to be oh, an actual Oh, that's right tease. on the nose. That's right on the nose. It's that. It's got to be, but he's the master of bait and switch magicianry. I'm just like, you see me holding the rabbit and poof, it's a dove. Mm-hmm. He's, he can't be doing it this time. It's got to be Brothers in Arms. It's got to be. And, and since we're talking about wishes and what ifs, before we end it, I do got to bring this up real quick, Matt. I am so, I want to choke everyone at Blizzard Activision, okay? I don't know if you saw that news. Oh, due to the fact that we're like not understanding what's going on, we decided to cancel BlizzCon this year because we can't do an in-person event and it's too late to start like a, a, a an online-only event. So we're just going to cancel it and do next year. Early next year, we'll do an event. Too late to start an online-only event. We're doing an online-only event Every right week, now, Eric. All the time. Get on Off your laptop. Cuff. Hello, it's me. Yeah, come on. You know what that means? It just means that for another year, you know you have nothing to say and no games coming out. Mm-hmm. For the seventh, eighth year in a row, no games, nothing coming out. I'm like, God, Blizzard, you guys, man, it's too much. It's too much. You can't make every one of your games take eight to 12 years worth of development. It's too much. It's crazy. You have 800 plus employees and you can't put a game out. Once every three, four years at least, for God's sakes. Hey, you know what? You're hating on Blizzard, so I'm going to jump on the train. And I was going to make this the topic, but it's not really the topic. I'm just going to say it because we've, we've said it off air. We've talked about it enough. Man, you know, something that should be coming out soon is Overwatch 2. Because mm-hmm. it was teased like a year ago, went completely dark. Now they went, hey, here's all these reveals and stuff and all this cool stuff. And I don't, I'm not here to talk about characters and builds and classes or any of that stuff. What I'm here to talk about is they went, oh gosh, in the interest of balance and making things all cool and stuff, we decided to drop it to a 5v5. And now there's all this talk on the internet. I don't know. I'm worried about a 5v5. Oh, man. I'm excited for a 5v5. Oh, man. What could a 5v5 look like? Gee, I wonder what a 5v5 with PvP and PvE would look like. Could it look like Battleborn? Or maybe like that weird, cool PvE story where we're going to have these cool story things, beats for you guys and your pals to go through and enjoy. God, I wonder if that's like this game I once knew about. That's wild. We're going to have skill trees. So if you really like playing Tracer a lot, you can like build skills and build her the way you want. Gee golly, I wonder where I've seen that before. It was in a great game called Battleborn that's gone now, you f***ers. I love it. I love it. They they ate them up. They put them in the ground. They stole their fingers. They stole their eyes. They freaking Frankensteined them onto themselves and went, look what we did. Look what we made. Yay. <laughs> Although you know what? I shouldn't be surprised because that is what happens all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, there's it two is. competitions between these two things. One buries the other. And then they go, hey, we're also actually going to take all these pieces. All the from good the ideas from that. That yeah. everybody loved. And now we do it. Isn't right. that cool? So I shouldn't be surprised. But it's so blatant in this case. Well, to us it is. Well, obviously. But if you ask other people, they're like, no one's ever done that before. And I'm like, oh, I hate, I hate, (laughs) I hate you guys so much. I hate all of you so much. So much. 
because to this day, the, some of those other streamers, podcasters will go, yeah, remember that failed game that tried to like compete with them, Battleborn? Yeah. Knowing nothing about it except for just to say the, the, the classic line of, yeah, that game that tried to beat them, like that one, that Battleborn. Well, do your homework. What did Battleborn do? What did they try to do? What, what did they do differently? What did they do right? What did they do wrong? You don't know anything about it. And then the game you love and praise comes around and just takes 70% of its ideas and incorporates it. And then you go, man, wow, how original this game is. Wow, they're innovating everywhere. This is crazy. We've never seen it before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, <sighs> you make me sick. <laughs> sick to my stomach, Matt. That's what I get. I just want to go, you know what? I'm driving to California right now. San Francisco, where you idiots live, and I'm going to come choke slam you onto the cement, and hopefully when your head meets the deck, you realize how stupid you are and reform. Okay? That's what I hope happens. And I had a segue into the next segment. <laughs> I have one last thing before we close the show out, but then you went too far, so the only segue is, bing bong! Oh, hey! It's a mailbag question. Surprise, Eric! Well, you surprised me with the big bong, so I choke slammed the mailman right into the deck. He don't remember what that mailbag question is now, Matt. He's, he's all messed up. When you hit him, the letter flew out and oh, flew in a okay. little my mail slot, and I picked gotcha. it up, and here it is. Rip open. Hey, I figured this is a fitting question, because you're going down to do some family time with like 18,000 kids in one house, children everywhere. Uh-huh. So this is a children-related question. It comes to us from the Patreon, from a buddy, Player X. He wrote on the Patreon, <clears throat> question for Eric. I'm curious to know if you play games with your daughters. If so, what games are you playing with them? You know my daughter's pretty young, but I bought Mario Party because she likes watching those videos on YouTube, and it keeps her attention for about 30 minutes, but that's about it. Just looking for any suggestions you may have on the Switch. Thanks. Oh, man. Player X, I'll tell you. It's been a struggle, all right? I thought I thought it was going to be the easiest thing in the world. I thought me and the kids, we were going to play video games all the time. They were going to naturally love them. This was going to be the best part ever. Daddy and the girls playing video games. And then I could buy all sorts of other games because it was for the family, not just for me. It hasn't worked out. It hasn't worked out. Okay? Because kids, they do what they want to do. They're all different. You know, my girls, they once in a while, they want to play a game. That's once in a while. I'm talking like once every couple of weeks. And then when they do, it's typically your Mario Karts, Mario Party. You had the right idea. Mario Party's up in there. Uh, Pokemon, the uh, the Pokemon Go's and stuff. They've been into those. They've really liked watching those. The Donkey Kong, Tropical Freeze. That was another one they really enjoyed, but it's too hard. Even if you give them Funky Kong, that game's still really tough. So that one I kind of wouldn't recommend just because you're going to end up playing it for the most part. And they'll watch maybe. But here's one. Ukulele, the impossible lair. That one, if you put it on easy mode, all the you know, all the good stuff, the kids, they love that. They have a good time with it. It's colorful, it's fun. They go collect the little bees. It's everything you can want. They go find the puzzles. Every once in a while the snake man has like a riddle or something going on that they can't figure out. So you will have to participate in that occasionally. But for the most part, they'll run off and do that on their own. Super Lucky's Tale is another great one. And Matt's talked about that before, yeah. <laughs> I was going to jump in because I played that one. It's super colorful, super fun, super like easygoing, and just a friendly game, really easy to get into. And all the characters that you talk to, other than like the boss characters and Lucky himself, all talk in the... in like goofy voices, and it's fun for kids. So definitely check that out. And I would say, I'm not a kid. I don't have kids. 
you might have to play this one more, but Super Mario Odyssey, mm-hmm. when Mario's turning into all these animals and creatures and, and bosses and, and enemies, how could that not be fun for a kid to at least watch you play? Daddy, daddy, be a bullet bill again. Woo! Now, here's the, on that one. I've had him play that one. The, uh, the girls enjoy it. Here's the problem with it. They keep wanting to play it. So they keep taking the controller from me, but the game's too hard. So inevitably they start getting mad and then you have to take back over. But then they instantly start complaining that they want the controller back. So then it becomes a frustration where you're like, well, if you want daddy to help, you can get through this. Let me get through it. I can do it now, daddy. Well, you haven't even got past the jump part yet. And then they inevitably die halfway through the progress you made for them. And then they're mad. Then they want you to do it again. But they're kids, so they're just, you know, they do the same thing over and over and over again. It's a test of patience with that one. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's got the younger kid. Maybe she'd be more content with watching, watching him do the play. cool stuff. Yeah. And here's what I found works best for me and mine as RPGs. I sit, I'll play an RPG. They'll sit next to me and they just want, they love watching. They just sit there and they want to read it, which I explained earlier is mildly aggravating sometimes when obviously you've read the sentence in 0.1 nanoseconds. And then they're over here like, I want to get another job and go out to the, and you're like, well, this is great. And I love you reading and I love you learning, but daddy really wants to keep this, this game rolling. So it's all about balance, you know, and, and I find that they love that. I can play the game, and yeah, I got to play it slower, but they love to sit and watch and just enjoy it and have a good time, and I want that. So I'm like, all right, I'm willing to sacrifice the extra time to do that to play, but I do want them to play their own games, but I'm having a hard time myself, you know, finding anything that they're, like, just instantly gone into. The only game they've played, for my own anyway, that they wanted to play on their own, did on their own, beat the game on their own was some Barbie princess adventure or something. And I'm like, dang it. Dang it. That's daddy can't buy those games because daddy's not going to play Barbie's princess adventure. Dang it. <laughs> you can, Eric. I mean, there's nothing wrong I mean, with playing There's nothing Barbie's wrong princess with it. Adventure. You enjoy it. I don't, I'm not saying there is, but I mean, if you get it on PS5, you can get a platinum probably. Mm-hmm. Probably easy Just, platinum. You know, You're right. Really easy. You don't need to guide that one up. Just ride that horse around the little paddock a couple times. You're good. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. It was well. It was obviously a kid game, and they beat it, and they loved the hell out of it, and they thought it was the greatest thing since uh, sliced bread. So maybe step outside your wheelbox. Maybe go to those you know girly kiddish games that. And of course, you got all the world nowadays. Oh, I don't want to push people to be girls or boys or do whatever. But my girls are naturally getting into that stuff, and and so I'm like, well, maybe I should. You know, just, hey, you want uh, Barbie's Pet Adventure? Cool. You know, if it gets them into gaming, I don't really care. You know, I just ultimately want them to step into it. But with the games I've provided them so far, it's only been mild interest. And I, and maybe that's the route I need to go. Maybe that's the route you need to go. But maybe not. I don't know, Player X. It's a rough road out there. Especially when you, you got the, you know, the, the fair sex that you're raising and you don't know what the hell they're thinking and want, so... So what about you out there in podcast listener land? Do your kids know what they're thinking and wanting? Do they want to play games? Have you got suggestions for our buddy Player X? Send them to us via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme. And hey, find us on Facebook under Third Shift, why don't you? Jeez, get on it. You should get on it. You should also head over to that wonderful Facebook, as Matt's already said. It's a great place to be. And then when you get done checking out the Facebook, you can go over to Patreon. Yep. Little old place, you know, hey, all these content creators are cool. I like what they're up to. Well, you can give us a buck, two bucks, any kind of bucks. 
We treat it like a little tip jar. Me and Matt, we got nine to fives. No, no, we don't have nine to fives. We have a five to one thirty. I know. And we got a six to four. I know. For God's sake, we got a six to four. (laughs) So it ain't it ain't great. And if you all were to tip us all the time, everybody, man, maybe we wouldn't have to do that. And then we could do even more cool content. Come up with crazier stuff. Have more fun with it. But in the meantime, we appreciate everything all of you have done and will do in the future. It's super cool. It helps keep the lights on. It ain't no joke. It really does make sure that we don't have to spend money out of pocket to keep everything going. And we truly, truly appreciate it. Thank you all so very much. And encourage those of you who've kind of thought about it. Hey, maybe I'd order. Hey, a little tap room. Boop, boop, boop. Get some cool content like the Shifter Monthly Topics and the What You're Playing Third Shifts. I don't even... I get confused sometimes what we've talked about on those versus what we talk about on the real shows. So, like, there's probably a lot of content you have no idea what I'm even talking about because I said it on one of the private ones. And you're uh-huh. like, I don't know what Eric's talking about. He's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Time is weird, man. You know? And and if you're not pour, throwing in that, that money, it ain't it ain't my fault. It's on you, not me. And what else is on you is you got to listen to the very next episode, which will be dropping on the 3rd of June, unless maybe unless Eric's camping again. Vacation. Maybe he's flying up to somewhere. Maybe he's, maybe he's dead. Who knows? That's possible. But in theory, <laughs> that's when it'll be dropping, and you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a view, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. We really do appreciate it. And, you know, and I've really pumped you guys up. I really said I appreciate everything you guys do. I really, you know, I, I did, and I do. But uh, I didn't uh, I didn't see a five-star review, you know? Oh, no. And, and I'm sorry out there, listeners, who this ends up affecting. But I got to do it because the serum's still raging around in me. That Indonesian man told me I'm going to be the one that dies if I don't dispel this. So... Unfortunately, three of you got to go. Uh, you know, you did this to yourselves. So I'm going to get rid of it right now. Oh. Well, that's it. Three of the listeners are dead, Matt. It took me that long to even check our five-star reviews. <laughs> so it's a good thing we didn't get a new we one. We didn't get any. Otherwise, we would have done it for, for no reason. <laughs> I already looked. They're all The three are dead. It's over. Sorry, guys and gals. You know, it's on you. Not me. This was not my fault. I didn't want this to happen. We gave you two weeks of notice. Gave you two weeks. So don't cry to me. Don't send me a letter mail back. You know, telling me that, oh, my mom died or whatever. She listened to one of your shows while I was listening to it. That's on you. You did that to yourself. Right? Listener, I do appreciate you. But, you know, sometimes, <laughs> these, things, sometimes these things have to happen. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, with that, there's no better well, way I mean, to end We the just episode. killed three listeners. I mean, you can't start How? to end the show after that, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on, let's let's spin it back around. Hey, everybody, tune in to the next episode because hopefully we won't have to kill you. Hopefully, then. it yeah. won't kill three of you, but it's not impossible. You know, it's not impossible. But with that, there's nothing else to say. But
Shut up and sit down. I promise I won't do it again for a while, everybody. It'll be all right. <laughs>